All right, good morning. Uh, let's open our Bibles to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11. <clears throat> and we'll read from uh, <clears throat> verse 2 to uh, verse 7. Deut- Deuteronomy, chapter 11. It says here, Oh, yes, that's right. We need to stand up. <clears throat> it says here, And know ye this day, for I speak not with your children, which have not known, and which have not seen the chastisement of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his stretched out arm, and his miracles, and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt unto Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and unto all his uh, land. And what he did unto the army of Egypt, unto their horses, and unto their chariots, how he made the water of the Red Sea to overflow them as they pursued after you, and how the Lord had destroyed them unto this day, and what he did unto you in the wilderness until he came unto this place, and what he did unto Dathan and uh, Abiram, the sons of of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up, and their households and their tents, and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen all the great acts of the Lord which he did. <clears throat> Thank you. Maybe see it. <clears throat> uh, Title of my message today, <clears throat> and I don't want anybody to uh, <clears throat> think ugly about it. Uh, Stephanie already got, got on to me with this title, but it, it, you know it doesn't mean what you think it means. Just help me with, uh, just uh, stay with me until the end of the message. <clears throat> but uh, I titled this message today, uh, OMG. OMG, it's not what it's not what you it's not what you think it is. <clears throat> you know, with the <clears throat> upgrade of technology today, comes new terms, comes new lingos. You know, uh, we 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 read all these messages that says LOL and IDK, and I don't even know what these things mean. Some of them are, I don't know. Some of them, FYI, all this stuff, IMHO. PTL, all that. <clears throat> Last week I just learned a new thing. Uh, SMH, you know, uh, they uh, they were texting me. Uh, they were ha- they were ha- having a group text, and I just happened to get it. And uh, it was Jessica and them. Uh, they were in the lake, and Auburn was trying uh, to uh, be ugly with an insect, I guess, trying to hurt the insect, and Jessica. Text SMH SMH and I'm like, what's that? What does that mean? You know, and I find out it means shaking my head. You know, and I thought to myself, well, Auburn trying to hurt that insect, it means more than that, and it means, uh, <clears throat> uh, was it? Uh, well, I forgot what it means now, but um, so much hate, so much hate, you know. <clears throat> Yeah, and I, I learned another new lingo uh, two weeks ago, ATM. And I thought we were 
you know, it's not the, it's not the machine where you get money. It's you know, at the moment, that's what ATM means. So a lot of things, you know, there there just are the many many lingos out there. <clears throat> of course, there's DIY and you know all that uh, TTYL, all that. Stephanie just learned one thing this morning: CTTO. See, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> these acronyms have been familiar today in today's language. And now, and now if we adults don't know what these acronyms mean. Well, ask your children. You know, you'll find out they speak, a, they speak a different language you and I have never been taught. You know, well, in this, uh, in this message of mine, like I said, I titled my message today, OMG. And it's not what you think it is. You know, so stay with me with the last, with this, uh, uh, the end of this message. <clears throat> I'll tell you what it means later. And here's my intro to this, uh, to this message of mine. And a small girl was about to climb a, a hill, a hilltop one day, but when she saw the sight of the ridges, the steep, rough path, and the ridges and all that, she was in dismay. And she said, why there isn't a smooth, why isn't there a smooth spot anywhere where I can climb in this hill? It's all ridgy and stony, she said. And her brother said to, him, said to her, well, how else could we climb on top of the hill it, it wasn't for those ridges. They're the bumps that we step on to get up there. And he's right. Has any one of you ever climbed slope that is smooth or with ridges in it? You'll know that the one with the bumps in it can take you can take you in the top of the hill easier. You know. <clears throat> We hear pastors, well, before I continue, um, I try not to mention names today. I, mean, I was warned already last Wednesday not to try not to mention names. Uh, I know we're in the internet now, so I don't want to, you know, my message goes viral just, in a, you know, overnight. So I'll try not to mention names, okay, uh, <clears throat> especially the one with negative uh, effects in it. <clears throat> um, but you hear pastors say all the time, trials, testings, tribulations, chastisements, they're good for you. They're good for you. And sometimes we don't understand that. And what the pastor is basically saying is that these ridges and these bumps in life's journey is good for you. You know, do you feel sometimes you're in a mess because you're going through trials? Maybe you don't need to fret about it. Those trials and ridges will help you get to the top. In the mess you're in, in the mess you're in, there is a good mess sage. You know, in the mess you're in, there is a good mess sage. Look at Job. He was in a mess. With the exception of his life and his wife, he lost everything. But the message in the mess he was in is this. When all is gone, stick to God. Stick to God. That's the message in the mess he's in. King Saul and the army of Israel were in a mess when they saw Goliath. But David saw a message in the mess. And the message is, 
You can defeat a giant with a giant God. You know, it's like the old saying, when fighting giants, the mess in your life, when fighting giants, face it with a giant God. You know, Joseph was in a mess. He was betrayed by his brothers. He was accused of a crime he did not commit and sent to prison. The message from his mess was this. From a prisoner, you can become a prime minister. From prison, you can go to the palace. You know, <clears throat> when he was reunited with his brothers, he told them, what you guys meant for evil, the mess, God meant it for good, the message. See, from your mess can come your, great, your greatest message. You know, it's true, they say, and this, and this is true, that the medicine that cures a snake bite comes, comes from the venom itself. If you ever get, you know, God forbid, if you ever get beaten by a poisonous snake and you go to the ER, the first thing they're going to ask you, where's the snake? Did you kill the snake? You know, because if you had the snake with you, dead already, you know, don't, bring it, don't, don't bring it to the ER alive. If, 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 the, if you brought the snake with you to the ER, they can use that same venom to cure you. You know, from its poisonous venom will come the antidote. What was once your poison can now become your potion, your medicine. The same venom that was harmful to you will now help you. See, <clears throat> the same mess that you were in is, is the same message that will help you. you know, <clears throat> it's true, they say, that the vaccine from the flu comes from the flu virus itself. What was meant to harm you, now is meant to heal you. Your trials can become your triumphs. Your chastisement can become your conquests. Your tribulations can become your trophies. I know, again, I'll try not to mention names. You may know who this is. But we have a local boy here in Lyons. Jonathan and Bailey uh, played baseball with him. And one day, when, you know, he got into a car wreck. And he was paralyzed on the waist down. You know, <clears throat> but to his mess came a message. I heard that this boy from the hospital bed came to know the Lord as his Savior. He was saved. We have an old member of this church already gone with the, to be with the Lord. I guess I can mention his name, Brother Moody. He was in a mess. He was terminally ill. He knew he was dying. But like the Apostle Paul said, he saw pleasure in his mess. You know, you heard Brother Paul say that, Brother Moody said, I'm glad God put this lung cancer on me. You know, and the message in his mess was, even in your last days, salvation is never too late. You know, <clears throat> Brother Kendall one time called Brother Paul and said, I found a city block where we can... Uh, build a church house. Father Paul saw it as a mess waiting to happen. With only nine church, active church members, he was probably saying, 
That's like buying a car we cannot afford, we cannot afford to pay. You know, but the mess became a bless. It's where Landmark Baptist Church stands today. See, so what's the mess you got yourself into? Divorce, maybe? Sickness? Mental breakdown? In and out of rehab? Bankruptcy? Loss of a job or a loved one? Life is shattering? Going through a midlife crisis? Kids leaving home and going prodigal? You know, <clears throat> we got kids, our own today. Back-talking and trash-talking their parents. You know, that is some kind of a mess. You know, <clears throat> we have got kids today raising this church, missing church. Believe it or not, that's a mess. You know, <clears throat> you know, it's a mess when we miss church a lot. You know, last month alone, Brother Paul said, uh, you know, when you preach this today, people are be back from Daytona by now. Florida right now, but last month alone we have we got church members who never been to church in the entire month of July. You know, and I know. I mean, I mean, I've seen it. I cleaned this church twice last month, and you ought to see the carpet between some of these pews. Nobody has stepped on them. There's no foot tracks, and there's not none of that. You know, it was easier for me to clean the church. I was like, when is the next vacation coming? You know. So, uh, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you know, it's a mess. And I'm just praying that from their messing will come their blessing. Remember, ministry comes from messes. You know, don't judge people for their past seasons of life. One season, David was a shepherd. The next season, he was a king. One season, Ruth was working in a field. The next season, she owned the field. One season, Mordecai was outside the king's palace. The next season, he was inside. We serve a God that can turn things around in the season. You know, from being a patient, you can become a physician. Or should I say God's physician assistant. From your mistakes can come your best corrections. Your failures can come your great success. From your agony can come your destiny. From your downfall can come your upliftment. From your tragedy can come your triumphs. From your downs can come your ups. You know, from your mess can come the Messiah. From your mess can come the, the message. The message. You know, the clay pot, after being exposed to the heat, becomes a porcelain. No, if there's a yin, there's a yang. There's a sip, there's a sap. There's a licking, there's a ticking. If there's a day in, there's a day out. There's a there's a, there's dark, there's light. You know, if there's a negative, there's a positive. It balances out. See, yeah, it balances out. It's kind of like, you know, trying to be funny. It's like it's kind of like if there's an abbey, there's an alley. You know. If there's a J, there's a Bay. There's a Nick, there's a Nate. You know? Um, there's a Chubby, there's a Chucker. Uh -huh. There's an Auburn, there's a, um, what is his name again? Abram, there's an Abram, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there's an Adam, there's a, 
Eve. Yeah, uh, you think I'm going to say lazy? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a Jessica, there's a I uh, forget it. Um, there's a maverick, there's a goose, you know. So one of them is a mess, the other is a bless. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, it balances out. It symbolizes the belief that there is two sides of everything. Two sides of everything. If there's a mess, there's a bless. Lord willing, it works like that. I know there are times when the bless comes first and then the mess comes later on and it never changes. It stays there. You know, <clears throat> I don't know if you have heard of the American legend named Jedediah Smith. You know, Jedediah Smith was uh, attacked by a bear one day which, you know, and the bear scraped the side of his face. Uh, but after his men killed the bear, uh, Jedediah told them, thank God, he provided us with supper tonight. Out of that mess, being attacked by the bear, he saw a message. He and, a com- he and his companions, companions were blessed with supper. You know, years ago, we got three of our church members. Maybe it's okay to mention the names. In a short span of time, they were all involved individually in a car accident. Katie was, had a car wreck here at Tombs County, Demi in Statesboro, Kristen in Dublin. All of the short span of time. Like Brother Paul said, don't think about the accident, the mess. Think about the Lord who took care of them. The message or the Messiah. You know, <clears throat> we had a church member. Like I said, I'm going to be careful of mentioning names. Uh, her husband got sick. So sick that he was transferred to Savannah. You know, it could have been a life-threatening situation. It took a while to find out what's wrong with him. All the while, waiting for the diagnosis, he was in a mess. I bet his wife, she's here today, and his kids were in a mess too. But then he got better. And now that mess brought about a message. It brought him to come to church regularly, more than ever. Not yet a member, though. I think our sister over here is working on that. You know, <clears throat> from that mess came out a message. My wife years ago was in a mess. One time she took a medicine and had a side effect. Was sent to the hospital for it. She almost died. Her doctor said in the next appointment, the doctor said, I did not expect you to live. Neither did I. I told her, I can't believe you're still alive. God must have a purpose for you. You know. And you know what? From all that mess, it brought about a message. She got saved and had the testimony of the day that you and I have never expected to see. It's a testimony that will put me to shame, maybe put us, some of us to shame. You know. <clears throat> Not trying to make her head big, but you ought to be with her sometimes. In Walmart, in the waiting room, all that. She's always witnessing the people. You know. All because she just took one medicine with made a mess out of her. And I'm telling you, medicines are poisonous, folks. You know, if you, have, if you need to remember, remember something about drugs, 
is this. All drugs are poison. All poisons are all drugs. You know, um, you need to remember that. I know that, you know, Tylenol, if you take one Tylenol, it's good for you if you're taking the right dosage. You overdose with it, it can kill you. You know, cup syrup, you took the right dosage, it'll help you. You overdose on the cup syrup, it'll kill you. You know, that's, that's just the side effects of medicine sometimes. Um, with one of them, medicines are poisonous. And, uh, and all poisons are medicines. <clears throat> and then we have another church member here today. You know, recently they, he came forward. He basically told us he was in a mess in his life. You know, recently. Not being a good dad, not being a good husband, not being a good church member. His family was in a mess because of his mess. You know, fam, you know, Family gets affected, folks, when, you know, when you're in a mess. And out, but out of that mess, it brought about a message, you know, salvation of his young daughter. And, um, you know, his young daughter. How old is Ella? Eight. Eight. I, thought it was, I thought it was five. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, salvation of his eight-year-old daughter. You know, it caused him to humble himself, come forward and make a U-turn. You know, your mess can be a bless, folks. Before success comes, you must fail first. Before getting up comes, you must first be down. Before you rise, you must fall first. Sometimes before the bless comes, you must be in a mess. And I'd rather go to church with mess of people than church goers to dislike mess of people. You know. And don't judge others just because they sin differently than you or have a different past than you are, than you have. You know, it is known that the best advisors are those who have been there and done that. You know, the best alcoholic advisors to say are those who were former alcoholics. Because from their mess, you can be blessed. Right? The saying goes, it takes a thief to catch a thief. Why? Because they've been there, done that. They know the ins and the outs. <clears throat> Whatever mess you're in, one day you will tell the story on how you'd overcome it and how God pulled you from it. That messed up story of yours can become part of someone else's survival and direction guide one day. They will be blessed by it. You will live to tell about it. You know, God brings men to deep waters, not to drown them, but to cleanse them. To realize the worth of the anchor, we need to feel the storm. It's true that the grass is greener after a heavy rain. You know, in our text in Deuteronomy, it is saying that Moses recounts the great and, ter and terrible works of God the blessings and the messes which their eyes have seen. What our eyes have seen when we are in a mess or when we were blessed should affect us, make us better afterwards. It reminds us to remember what we've learned about the Lord through our experience with him. The psalmist said that God will lead you to green pastures, but also in the valley of death where misery can come. But he will be with you in both places. We gain endurance 
character, confidence in the valley. Everything happens for a reason. If the setback was not necessary, the mess was not necessary, you won't be there. God won't give it to you. The valley you face today is for your tomorrow. There's something out there to push you forward. You know, a man said one time, trouble is in inevitable, but misery is optional. It's up to you if you get stressed out, depressed, defeated, etc. In the Bible, in 1 Kings chapter 20, the army of Ben-Hadon was challenged to fight the Syrians in the valley instead of the hills. You know, because in the hills is where the Syrians can be defeated. But Ben-Hadon accepted the challenge to fight the Syrians in the valley where they can lose the battle. But there, they defeated the Syrians and proved that God is the God in the valley and in the hills. God will be with you in both places, in your mess and in your bless, <clears throat> in, the, in your valleys and in your hills. You know, in Psalms 84, David was, uh, David's army was going to fight the Philistines in the valley of uh, Rephaim. The Lord delivered the Philistines in their hands. And David renamed the valley Baal Perizim, which means master of breakthrough. Like David did, you may be renaming your valley you're in. What was meant to stop you have kept you going. The valley of weeping becomes refreshing. The tears become your blessing. You know, the saying goes, if God made a mountain smooth, no one will be able to climb it. No one will be able to climb it. So how's the mountain of your life? You know, how's the mountain of your life? <clears throat> As you look at the mess you're in, your life, your finances, your family, or your church. Don't be overwhelmed. I know it's easier said than done. If you're in a mess, you're in a mess. It's, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard to look at the blessings of it. You know. <clears throat> I know. I've been there and done that. But if you're in a mess, don't be overwhelmed. Try not to be overwhelmed. Pray, trust the Lord, and shift to the rubbish, shift to the, to the debris, look through the cracks until you spot it. Spot what? Spot the message in the mess you're in. It's hidden there somewhere. The miracle in your life is in your mess. And when you find it, tell it to everyone. When you find your blessing, in, the, in, the, in your messing, tell it to everyone. Or do what these kids in church love to do all the time. Text. Text people. Get to your iPhones, your Samsungs, your flip phones, your Snapchats, your laptops, and text everybody. And type, here it is, OMG. It stands for Oh My Goodness. Oh My Goodness. Anyway, that's my message today. God bless you. Thank you. <clears throat>